Oracle Soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Hello, and welcome to Oracle Soup. I am here, Gina Thies, with my dear friend over yonder, Katrina. Katrina. Yay, hi, hi. And mighty, you are looking mighty fine. You, I mean, we get to see each other because we do this over Skype. So you're looking mighty fine, Miss Gina. Oh, well, thank you very much. I've been working, uh, not working hard to, to look <laughs> my best. And so in doing that, um, you know, I took a lot of time uh, creating my deck, Tarot of the Moors, and in sitting and painting and researching, I tell you, um, the pounds can uh, add up pretty quickly. And before you know it, you know, sitting for 14 hours a day is uh, can wreck havoc if you're not paying attention. So it's almost, I, I, I akin it to the moment, the gestation period of pregnancy <laughs> when you're, you know, you get to kind of eat whatever you want because you think you're nourishing yourself for two, but you even have to be careful that, but then, but it, yeah, so, so it's, it's all of that. Uh, I've given birth is what it, you know, metaphorically I've given birth. So now it's time for the quote unquote baby weight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> To, to the um, baby book and deck wait <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's what we're really wanting to talk with you about today because there is so much so much dedication love and gestation research and talent that goes into creating each and every deck and we're really going to focus on decks today. And we have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful kitchen table conversation friend that's going to join us in this conversation. That's right. We are very lucky to have Callie French, who has joined us at the kitchen table and <laughs> has lots and lots to share um, and, and chop it up around research into creating a work, a deck, and perhaps a book. Yes. So sit back, enjoy, and put in your visualization glasses and, or even pull out the deck and look at it while we're talking. We'll be talking about Rana George's Lenamont, which, of course, Kali French did the artwork for. We'll also be talking about Kali's new project, which you don't have the images for yet. But if you listen to this recording after it's published, then pull that one out as well. Welcome, welcome. This is Gina Thies, and I am here with Katrina Wynn, and we are here with another kitchen table conversation. Is that time? So we are in a very creative, artsy-fartsy mood. 
Did you say fart, Gina? <laughs> Don't edit it out. It's funny. <laughs> okay, all right. But you know what? When I think of our guest here for the kitchen table conversation i don't think about farts and i definitely don't think about artsy i think about somebody who is like a piece of art herself just to look at her you know she's a delight to view and her spirit is delight to know and her artwork oh my gosh i mean we're just really getting to know Callie French and all the amazing things she does. But you know what? The topic goes even deeper. And I love the fact that Gina and Callie are both here talking about this. We're going to talk about the fact that, which you may not know, folks, you just don't know. Here you enjoy those new decks, whether it's an Oracle or Tarot. And you probably have no idea the amount of research that goes into that. You know, it's more even maybe than a book. Because it's not that you're quoting people or quoting your resources, but in this case, it's like getting that image as authentic as possible, historically accurate. I just want to hear how you do that magic. Well, welcome, Callie. Welcome. Thank you. We're going to start with you. um, And let's just talk about the building from the ground up. So, of course, there's a theme when you're working, let's, when we're talking about working on um, a deck, a tarot deck. And so there's a theme involved, right? And so you've got to come up with concept. You have been lucky to work with the very talented Rana George. And so you have to mesh with her idea and vision against your own. And so then you're trying to send across a message. There's a theme. So, so what do you look at and look to when you're starting your projects? I think I was blessed in that when I was working with Rana, I had never seen a Lenormand deck before in my life. Nice. So I was coming to it as a virgin. Took me back a few years. I remember those days. <laughs> so it was the concept of what did Rana want? And she would tell me, oh, this and this and this. And a lot of it was ambiguous because she was talking about her childhood in Lebanon and I had to go research Lebanon as a country and a culture because I didn't know it. I know more about Lebanon now than I think I ever needed to but I'm very glad I do. Her mother's cooking by the way? Oh right? Wow. (laughs) Yes thank you Sarah. Yeah. Now obviously this is an oral medium and um People don't necessarily get to see the images unless we posted one, of course. I hope we do. We'll have to get Rana as well as your permission, hopefully, and the publisher. Okay, so (laughs) those are things to think about, folks, by the way, when you want to make a podcast or a blog or whatever, and you're printing somebody's card, make sure you have permission to do it from all the appropriate entities. Okay, that was uh, the side talk. But... uh, what I'm wondering about is what did you decide on a time period? Did you um, and we're going to be talking about your deck too, Gina? By the way, uh, did you have a time period because Lebanon is an ancient country? Um, there's a lot of things to decide. You know, what period, what people, uh, if there are people. Rana grew up in Lebanon partially during their civil war and she had memories of that she remembers policemen still in the french uniforms because french used to occupy lebanon she remembers as a child going to the ancient ruins 
and she wanted to pull all of those memories into the cards to reflect Lebanon as she knew it. Men wore suits in the 60s when she was a child, and yet men at home would still wear caftans. And that's what the cards reflect, is Lebanon the way she grew up and the way she romanticized her memories comes through as well. There's a lot of historical images in the deck. There's a lot of research into the type of animals in the deck that are peculiar only to Lebanon. Um, the types of trees, the rocks, the flora, the fauna, those are all Lebanon as she knew it, and that was what the deck was meant to be. So in the 60s, late 50s, early 60s, late 60s was the time of Lebanon that this deck was aiming for. I, I know it sounds like an interview, and I really don't mean to do this, but I heard you say something recently that I thought was magical. And it had something to do with your process of interpreting someone else's vision of their deck. Oh! <laughs> um, Rana's English is phenomenal, but at the same time it's a bit broken in trying to deliver total concepts. I am just enough clairvoyant where I channel people's visions and energies and so when she was talking to my ears nonsense and nothing made sense and I think it was because she was sometimes trying to pull in A, B, X and T at the same time I would simply go to the visual of what she was projecting and I would paint that. So you were, in a sense, kind of psychically seeing that picture that she was trying to describe, but it wasn't really based on the words. Exactly, exactly. Now, these were psychic images. So, and I think one of the interesting things was, um, one card in particular was the letter card, and she said, well, I want this, this letter, and it was a letter, it was a love letter that her mother had written to her father as they were courting. And I put the letter into a scene where it was a desk and a drapery pulled back and a inkwell with a feather pen and it was all this stuff and her uncle sent her a picture of his desk in his home after the deck had been published and it was identical. Oh wow, I love when that sort of thing happens. <laughs> yes, it's, you know, for my process when I created um, and was painting um, Terror of the Moors. Um, I was, I tell people, I don't remember what the images look like. I channeled that thing, so I have to go back and remember well, what did I paint? Um, I totally try to be in tune with what the community needs. What does the world need to know about this? And um, of course, if you um, look into the history of the Moors of Spain, um, I'm, I'm a very traditional person when it comes to tarot, but I, I did not want it to be another clone of a writer, Wade Smith. I wanted to interpret it through this culture. And so um, my favorite, one of my favorite cards and one of my early cards was the tower card. And so what I ended up taking was uh, looking at when the, the last stronghold of the, the Moors, which was in Granada, that city. And so my tower card won't be called the tower, it's going to be called the Fall of Granada. 
And so when I've shown people that image, I've had such strong emotions come up. I even had someone apologize for that period in history. And so, you know, taking a vision and taking, you know, trying to get something across. It's like you have to, you have to, I, I always say, I let ego get out of the way and say, what, what do you need? What is the story you need to tell? You know, and so it's so important to psych, psychically tune in and pay attention to those things to get those things across. And at the same time, Gina, my dear sister, I have seen the extent of your research. I have seen the books on your shelves. I have gone to the Morgan Library with you. I have seen the photographs and heard the stories of your trips to Crete and to Spain. And I mean, you did a lot of research and background work in order to prepare for those visions. I am the type of person that I won't speak to anything unless I absolutely have all the facts or I know what I'm talking about. And, and I'm a research person. Um, I like to read. I like to know things. I like to travel. I like to experience. And so it's like, what's the use for me and just sticking something out there? I can almost tell when a person that creates a deck, they don't know tarot. And they're, they're, they're just taking it and they're like, they found a right weight or some other and they're just replicating right and so Callie and I have that in common when we were talking she was talking about the colors that have to go into I was like yeah king scale queen scale you have to know the colors and that's very very important and it it makes a difference it has made a difference when people are examining the images I know they're tapping into something I was like I did that on purpose you know it's like it has to be there these things have been corresponded for a reason and so it's important to to um, and you know we're not the only people that know tarot so there are people out there purchasing our work that they are absolute scholars they they know their stuff you know you have to look at the value that goes into something and what you're selling, what you're producing, and how it's going to resonate and speak to people that use it. That's so true because I know what I know, but I don't know what I don't know. And what I don't know, somebody else does. And I want them to be able to pick up my deck and see the colors, recognize the vibrational rate, and say, she got it. This yes. works for me. And I may not know what they know but they know what they need and I want a deck produced that any deck not just my deck that resonates with people from not the look-alike clone but the informational gut level mm -hmm. and also the psychic level that will raise their vibrational consciousness to appreciate the beauty and the, the land of Tarot I also know as deck creators, there's also special symbolisms that are traditional to many tarot decks that get integrated, whether it's through secret little symbols or shapes or even the color scheme. And, you know, not the composition, like you're saying, we're not going to use the traditional weight, let's say, composition or weight smith composition. But coming up with something that still has maybe that alchemical message or yes. that Kabbalistic message mm -hmm. or that astrological message or on and on and on numerological message. Yes. So for instance, with Terror of the Moors, it, it, in that time period, uh, the three major Abrahamic religions got along. 
mean, they allowed each other to do what they're going to do. So since tarot has Kabbalistic correspondences, I thought it was important to maintain that because I didn't want to really reinvent the wheel, so to speak, but it had to relate and it connects to the culture. So it's, it's something that needs to be recognized and resonate um, on that level. So if you do approach tarot from a Kabbalistic point of view, you would be able to use my deck. So that was a very, very important to do. And I'm very heavily based in the Kabbalah. My, the, the first book I bought was um, Robert Wang's The Kabbalistic Tarot. And although I had been raised around tarot all my life, between my grandmother and friends of my mother's, and it, it was the first book I read. So I went, you know, head over heels into textbook, not fluff books. And I learned it hard and heavy. Mm-hmm. I yep. st- and I think that as it affected my approach my entire life of this is serious business. And we've got to get this right. The message has got to be as pure as we can possibly produce in our decks. And it's, it's a burden that I gladly carry mm-hmm. as an artist mm-hmm. to do the absolute best I can. Boy, that sure was my Bible sitting next to when I was creating. It's like, let me go see what Kabbalistic Tarot has to say. And that's how I understood. Actually, it took me um, into a, a depth of understanding what the card is about. I always teach my students, here's the Kabbalistic or here's the esoteric name for that card and that teaches you everything that you really need to know if you stick to that Absolutely. and it, it, it it's so important and mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. so yes i'm glad we have that in common i had no idea well, when we looked at our temperance cards i started laughing oh, they were so alike <laughs> and what we're talking about now is kelly actually has her own tarot deck so the deck is my pride and joy and I hope everyone enjoys it as much as I've enjoyed producing it. This has it's been a blast. It's, a, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So we will have your information so that people can find out more about your artwork and your projects as well as mine. I don't know about you, but I hadn't picked up a paintbrush since 1986. And so uh, up until 2000, around 2011, I started painting my deck. And it was a very um, cathartic process for me. And I'm self-taught and picked up a paintbrush in 2003. I was trained in interior design. Mm-hmm. And in the 60s and 70s, we did renderings, not by CAD, right. but you did hand renderings. Okay, so that was my training that's not people. I was painting furniture and draperies. <laughs> well, and my background is fashion illustration. Okay, so, so yeah, we, we don't paint realistically. Uh, it has to be sw- You know oh, about that, right? It has yeah. to be swashed. Yeah. You can't see my hand motion, but it's like a swash. It's not realistic, and it's very elongated imagery. Right? Okay, I have to butt in here now. <laughs> oh. I'm going to speak for those artists, such as myself, who actually enjoy doing collages and working with photographs and images and computers and the decks that I've contributed to, that's my style. And I love that because uh, I'm not a painter. I don't draw. I do stick figures for people. (laughs) Were we talking about we don't know how to do that and we like to do it the old... We were talking about this. We're very old school. Yes, I'm like, I don't know know how to do it on a computer. No, I have no idea. Computer? Computer what? being visually trained and having all this back I can always tell I can always tell and I'm like 
it's disturbing because I'm like, see, I did, I don't know any better, so look for that. Computers to me are like a glorified typewriter. Sorry. <laughs> That's so, okay because, like I said, there are a few of us in the world, and I'm quite proud of us. <laughs> I love photographic and collage decks and that's what's so cool about our modern tarot and oracles there is something for everyone but just bless you gals for being the artist that you are and bringing these lessons and these energies to life and i just hope everybody truly uh, has a copy and enjoys and works with your decks and allows them to come to life and to do all the things they were meant to do Thank and you. I just think about what am I going to do next and how can I push myself to do more because I truly enjoy the process. I enjoy it. Unfortunately, I'm booked five years ahead. Oh, my. Lucky you. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us here. And we hope to hear from you and listen to this and uh, give us your feedback. Thank you so much. spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. Dot org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.